This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 191-inch. On this episode, we present the fifth chapter in our Weird, the Al Yankovic Story story series, where we chronicle our time on the set of Weird, the Al Yankovic Story in February 2022. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Attention listeners, it's with a heavy heart we must announce the following. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast has been canceled. Just kidding. We just wanted you to taste what life would be like without Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast for a brief moment. It was pretty not stinking majestic, now wasn't it? Well, with that fresh perspective, maybe you won't complain so much when intern Frank makes us take time off. Let's move on to what's happening in Weird Al-related news. We recently got back from seeing Weird Al and his band, and of course the hilarious Emo Phillips, perform in beautiful Hawaii. Now, we had a great time and have lots to share about our trips, so we will, of course, be recording and releasing full reviews of both of those shows. We wanted to share an update on something unfortunate that happened that some of you may have heard about on social media last week. Leading up to the first Hawaii show, longtime bassist Steve J had a medical emergency that rendered him unable to perform at the shows. We have heard that he is recovering and in high spirits and hopes to be back performing again real soon. Now, the shows were nearly canceled, but incredibly, Steve's son, Miles J, hopped on the first flight to Honolulu and landed just one hour before taking the stage. And I gotta tell you, he did an absolutely incredible job covering for his father on two pretty stinking majestic shows. From all of us here at David Ethan's 2000 Weird Out Podcast, we are sending our love and healing vibes to the magnificent Steve J. And also from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, mahalo to Miles J for saving the final two shows of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. Miles J, what a guy. There are two big news items for our co-star, Daniel Radcliffe, this episode. First up, Daniel has been nominated for the BAFTA Television Award for Best Performance in a Comedy Program for his portrayal of Weird Al in Weird the Al Yankovic Story. Well, we're not sure if it's even humanly possible for him to not win that, but we'll find out for sure on May 14th when the ceremony is scheduled to occur. And second up, great news, Daniel and his partner are expecting their first child. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, a huge congratulations to Daniel Radcliffe on the BAFTA nomination and the exciting news at home. Now, we can only speculate that both of these are in part thanks to our incredible performances in Weird the Al Yankovic story. The Roku channel is presenting a special screening and panel discussion for Weird the Al Yankovic Story on Sunday, April 16th in Los Angeles for members of the Television Academy. The panel will be moderated by film critic Amy Nicholson, and both Weird Al and Eric Appel are expected to be present for the panel. It's exciting to see that Roku has begun their Emmy Awards campaign for Weird the Al Yankovic Story, Although, it's still too bad they chose not to fulfill the requirements for the Oscars because we believe it would have swept every single possible category. 
Well, hopefully we will see nominations for Weird the Al Yankovic Story when they are announced on July 12th. And then, of course, wins for Weird the Al Yankovic Story when the awards are held on September 18th. On Sunday, April 23rd, the Good Deeds Corps will hold a charity fundraiser screening of Weird the Al Yankovic Story at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, including a Q&A discussion with Weird Al himself. Ticket options include an exclusive VIP meet and greet with Weird Al that also includes dinner before the show. All proceeds go to support the Good Deeds Corps' impactful Texas turnout campaign, registering and inspiring young people to vote while eliminating all barriers to casting a ballot in Texas's Rio Grande Valley. If you wish to attend, well, you better hurry because tickets are very limited and expected to sell out quickly if they haven't already. And I heard a rumor that Tough Biker number 8 will be in attendance signing autographs, so you do not want to miss that either. For details and more information, please visit DynastyTypewriter.com. We have some sad news to share. Mad Magazine's longest-running contributor, writer, and artist Al Jaffe has passed away at the age of 102. The creator of the Mad Magazine Fold-In, Al Jaffe created one of his iconic pieces for the issue that was taken over by Weird Al in April 2015. And just last fall, Weird Al himself wrote a piece for Mad Magazine outlining how influential Al Jaffe's work was to him as a child. Not only was Al Jaffe's work influential to a young Al Yankovic, as well as every person who grew up with Mad Magazine, including myself, our very own Ethan Ullman considers him to be a hero of his as well. When I was growing up, when I was checking out comedy, Weird Al was obviously my number one influence, but Al Jaffe was right behind him. I had every Snappy Answers to Stupid Questions book. I would read Mad Magazine every single month, and he was always my favorite contributor. I feel very lucky that back in 2010, I got to interview Al Jaffe himself on my show, Alternative to Sleeping with Ethan Allman, which, of course, you've heard clips of if you're a regular listener. The comedy community is definitely hurting for losing one of their icons. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in Peace, Al Jaffe. Iconic radio legend, past guest, and friend of the podcast, Dr. Demento, celebrated a birthday on April 2nd. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, happy 82nd birthday, Dr. Demento. Stay demented. Saturday, April 22nd is record store day, and you know what that means. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. I cannot take it anymore. I literally do not have any more space on my shelf for yet another Beat on the Brat release. No, no, no. When will it end? Well, that's a great guess, Dave. But surprisingly, I don't know how this happened. This year's Record Store Day does not involve Beat on the Brat. That we know of. Oh, that's true. But what we do know is that this coming Record Store Day, you will have the chance to pick up one of Weird Al's lesser known and harder to find obscure appearances. Crispin Hellion Glover's infamous album, The Big Problem Does Not Equal The Solution, The Solution Equals Let It Be, will be re-released for Record Store Day. The album, which was recorded by Barnes & Barnes and originally released in 1989, includes Weird Al performing on an untitled bonus track often considered to be part of the selected readings from Oak Mott Part 4. 
Now it appears that the LP is limited to only 1,700, so be sure to pick it up if you can find it from your favorite local record store. Our friend Samantha recently got a private message from someone using a fake Weird Al profile on Instagram, and she let us know in our Facebook group over at group.2000inch.com to watch out. Please be careful not to engage or click on any suspicious messages from accounts claiming to be Weird Al. Exactly. In fact, Dave and I, we are no exception. Just this past week, our intern Frank alerted us about a supposed Al Yankovic's lawyer sending a supposed cease and desist letter and a supposed restraining order. Sheesh! We've been getting fake messages like that for years now. <laughs> Those scammers, they must be so desperate. And now it's time to see what's happening in John Bermuda Schwartz What a Guy related news. Bermuda recently shared that he played drums on Hanging with Dr. Z for an upcoming episode that features Dave Foley, Puddles Pity Party, and even Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. Bermuda posted a picture with Puddles, and he's spoken about his relationship with Richard Cheese on our podcast before, so we're really excited to see what all of this is about. Now, he didn't share much else about that appearance, but we will keep you posted once we know more details. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also got a strange connection to Hawaii. Well, now that we've visited Hawaii, we can confirm firsthand that Darwin and Hawaii have a lot, a lot in common. I know, I know. It really has surprised us, too. But once you hear the similarities, you, too, will be a believer and unable to deny these amazing and quite spooky coincidences. Well, first off, both Darwin and Hawaii have exactly six letters in their name. Whoa! Also, both Darwin and Hawaii start with a capital letter. What? Oh, that's not all. Both Darwin and Hawaii have at least one A and have at least one I in their names. No way! Oh, and get this. President Kennedy's secretary's name was Lincoln, who warned him not to go to Dallas, and Lincoln's secretary's name was Kennedy, who warned him not to go to the theater. Wait, how did that get in there? Anyway, perhaps the most mind-blowing of all, both Darwin and Hawaii are... Located in the United States of America. That's my mind exploding. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next mind-blowing expedition. Discover Darwin more than just a twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. All right, all right. Did you really think there would only be four chapters of our Weird the Al Yankovic Story Story series? Yeah, who would ever think that? <laughs> you probably think this podcast is about you. <laughs> anyway, we've got more where the last four chapters came from with chapter five of our Weird the Al Yankovic Story Story series. In this episode's chapter, Ethan and I film scene 27 of Weird the Al Yankovic Story Arguably the most pretty stinking majestic scene of the whole film. Wait, what about the pool party scene? Okay, arguably the most pretty stinking majestic scene of the whole film that was filmed in a bar. Oh, all right, okay. And now, without further ado. All right, so where we left off was we were getting ready to shoot scene 27. 
Ah, uh, how cool is it? I mean, we obviously have no idea that we're going to be in scene 27 until we get there. But we are in scene 27 of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Weird Al's own movie. We are in scene 27. <laughs> how does it get any better than that? I wonder if they were like, oh, you know, Dave and Ethan are coming. We got to write some more scenes to bump it up. So they're in scene 27. <laughs> <laughs> or they cut some scenes so we right. would be in scene 27. Who knows? Whatever whatever it is, we ended up in scene 27, which is pretty stinking majestic. So they come back and they call us from our waiting area. And we're walking in. And I, I don't know what you were doing, Dave, but I sort of like was walking a little faster and I you know, we, we typically walk together because, you know, it's, it's right. Dave and Ethan and, and like sure. you were not near me. So like I'm walking and I see Daniel dressed as Al and I'm like, oh, my God. And I, like, I turn to like talk to you and I don't see you. I see you like farther <laughs> back. So I'm like kind of like like waiting around for you to catch up. And they're like, what are you doing? Like Jojo's like, oh, you're supposed to go in there. I, I think they wanted to like make sure people weren't like harassing Daniel and I was like, right. oh, I'm, I'm actually waiting for him. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, wait for your buddy. And so <laughs> you finally caught up. And I was like, Dave, did you see him? <laughs> <laughs> I did catch a glimpse of Daniel outside. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to be gawking. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to be right. professional. We're trying not to look look like complete outcasts but, here. Uh, all right, yeah, but okay, this is this is Daniel Radcliffe though. I mean, you have to look, right? This is yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, everybody knows who Daniel Radcliffe is. I mean, he's Harry Potter, you know, he's yeah, he's a huge actor. He's a well-known actor, you know, and you know, we're not, you know, Hollywood guys. We don't, you know, hang around, you know, actors and typically, you know, so it's pretty cool to get to see, yeah. you know, somebody that you've rec that you've, you know, you've watched on screen multiple times. You recognize them and their character instantly, you know, and they're big names. I mean, a lot of people know the name Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. You don't have, yeah, you say that name and <laughs> people know who you're talking about. Right. And so we're taking that and I, and Dave, I, I remember reading the Harry Potter books and like, I remember seeing the films when they came out back when I was in elementary school. So this is like Daniel Radcliffe has been part of my life, you know, almost as long as Weird Al in a strange way like that. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, he's been yeah, a- I was a little bit older. Get yeah, I was a little bit older getting into the Harry Potter stuff. But yeah, I mean, I I, I understand. I've enjoyed the Harry Potter books and the movies very much, and you know, and I understand the magnitude. You know that Daniel Radcliffe, that name has. You know, adding it to any you know movie or event or anything. You know that absolutely. Yeah, I think you know it's his huge name recognition. Absolutely, and, and he and I are very similar in age. So, like when you think of how old he was when he was playing like Harry Potter in the first movie, I was that age as a fan of Harry Potter. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird to like kind of grow up with him like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, we got just a glimpse, and you know, he's talking to someone, and you know, he's a normal person, and he's just you know, he's probably bored on set, right. too, like talking to people. So. Um, it was very cool to see him, but from the glimpse that we saw, we could tell he was going to be a really good Al. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he looked a lot like Weird Al. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, I've heard, you know, various reactions of, you know, people when they heard that Daniel was going to be playing Weird Al. Oh, he doesn't look like Weird Al. He's too short. This, that, and the other. It's like, listen, <laughs> he, from the glimpse that we saw him right there. He looked like Weird Al, you know. We yeah. knew it was Daniel, but it could have been Weird Al. Oh, yeah. So, 
that was super cool. Um, getting to see him for the first time. And, you know, we're all just like extra excited because now we're finally going to be doing the I Love Rocky Road scene. We're going to be hearing yep. the new recording of I Love Rocky Road. Yeah. Which, you know, exciting. Eric mentioned to us. So I was like extra excited for that. And probably of all the extras there, you and I, like, we're probably the only ones who really were like, oh, we get to hear a new recording of. Right. You know. well, I don't even know if the other people didn't even really know that they were hearing a new recording of right. I Love Rocky right. Road. If they were even familiar with the song to begin with, they probably just thought they were playing the album version <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think as we describe the next scene, it'll it'll make sense why. But in this new recording, really, the ultimate difference is just where the, the instruments come in during the song. Yeah. I think that'll make yeah. sense as we kind of start to go through this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we head in, you know, and we go to our spots. You know, we pretty much know where we're supposed to go at this point. You know, everyone goes back to where they last were. I grabbed you know, my beer. You grabbed <laughs> your yeah. beer, absolutely, from spot 27, of course. For scene 27, ooh. Ooh. Lots of 27s going on this time. Yeah, and so, you know, Eric kind of gathered everyone together and told us how, you know, the scene was going to play out. Yeah, so essentially... You know, after this punk band and this whole fight, the MC's going to come out and he's going to um, introduce the first timer. And then, you know, out comes Weird Al. And then Weird Al's going to, you know, kind of have some trouble with the mic stand and he's going to start the song. Yeah, he's going to come out. Yeah. He's going to come out on stage, be awkward, fumble with the microphone. There'll be some feedback, you know, that we need to react to. And then he'll start singing, I love Rocky Road. And we were told, you know, as he starts, you're pretty much looking around like, who is this guy? You know, why? what? The guy had an accordion up on stage? I mean, come on. And so then, you know, as Al is up there, I guess his um, roommates are going to see him struggling so his roommate Bermuda's going to run on stage and start playing the drums and once the drums kick in that was our direction to like really start being into the song <laughs> yeah we're told as the drums come in you sort of slowly are getting into it maybe doing a little bit bobbing up and down you know just kind of getting into it and then by the time the chorus rolls around you're really excited about it you know you're, yeah. you're bopping up and down heavily and and getting really into it yeah and then and then the second chorus that's where we are supposed to be fist pumping and like really right. excited like yeah i love rocky road <laughs> right yeah this song basically has turned the bikers around from indifferent bored bikers into huge weird owl fans into dave and ethan they've turned these tough bikers into dave and ethan we're screaming there pumping our fists you know as in the i love rocky road music video and singing along at the top of our lungs he's won us over and so through this whole thing where eric's describing it is a guy dressed like Weird Al, but it's not Daniel. It, it was no. the um, the extra the it, it wasn't stand-in, Weird Al. Yeah. It wasn't Daniel. It was the stand-in. So it was this right. guy. He was actually kind of like an older Asian gentleman with like gray hair, and you know he slipped on the you know the afro wig and <laughs> he had the you know a Hawaiian shirt on, and I guess yeah. he's about the same height as. As Daniel, yeah. and that was kind of funny to see. Yeah, we got to see a pseudo stand-in Daniel, a fake weird, a fake <laughs> fake weird Al. <laughs> but of course, um, I, I was actually wondering, like, are they going to shoot? You know, are they going to shoot it with the stand-in, or is he just there for like placement reasons? And right. It was he was definitely there just for placement reasons. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and I guess I don't know if we said this or not, but at this point, the camera is up on stage behind where this uh, stand-in, this gentleman is standing. So they um, they finally go to start the scene. Um, or as they're, as they're getting ready to start the scene, that's when Daniel finally comes out. He comes out, he's got yeah. the accordion in his hand, and he yep. just looks magnificent. <laughs> I know, and he's walking right right past us. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe is like inches from us. Yeah. Cause we're, over. I mean, Cause we're still yeah. in the front row. So he has to walk by us to get to the stairs on the side of the right. stage. Right. The stairs are on the, are on, you know, our side of the stage on Steve's side of the stage. And, you know, the door that Daniel came in was all the way on the other side on Jim's side of the stage. So, you know, he had to walk directly in front of us to get to the stairs, which he needed to then go up to get up on stage. And they're doing his makeup. They're, yeah. you know, they're, they're brushing his hair and, you know, they're, they're kind of making it, um, you know, doing him up the way that you'd expect that it would do right. for a star of a movie. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you've seen the film, you know what Daniel looks like. This is the first time, you know, other than that brief glimpse we got outside where we get to see, you know, what Weird Al is wearing in this scene, what Daniel's wearing in this scene. He's got on a Hawaiian shirt. Of course. Some, yeah, some purple Vans. And of course, you know, he's got the curly Weird Al hair. He's got on his... Yep, the uh, the classic gold glasses and the classic Weird Al mustache and... I, I don't know, but I think it was actually his mustache. I, it, you look like a real, I mean, it looked pretty convincing. If it wasn't his real mustache, it was pretty convincing. It looked like he had a, a real mustache. I agree. And we did see another actor that we'll talk about in a little bit who had a fake mustache. And they did yes. keep going over and pressing on it and fixing it. And I didn't really see them do that to Daniel. So No, I, I didn't. He seemed like... Uh, yeah, when he took off his mask, you know, you would have expected that maybe they would have checked the mustache, but they didn't. He was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. You know, as soon as he took, yeah. Yeah, it was it was sort of sh- short and, you know, exactly as, as Al's mustache used to be. And there wasn't really much maintenance to do. It's just sort of, right. it is what it is. Yep. So um, then we start the scene, you know, Daniel's up on stage and they're sort of shooting behind him to get like the back view of, of Al's head while the audience is like reacting to the song. And so we yep. go through the motions of like being kind of into it to being really into it to, you know, chanting and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. rocking our, our hands out and stuff. And yep. um, we did this a, a couple times. And uh, we, there was one part where, you know, Daniel is down off the stage and he's kind of getting his his. Um, yeah, they're kind of like looking at his makeup, fixing, you know, fixing him up a little bit. He's just kind of standing around, you know, waiting for the direction, what's happening next. And so I, I just took that opportunity and I was like, uh, um, I, I went up and I was like, uh, hey, Dan, you know, we think you're doing a great job. You know, you look really great. We think you're a perfect Weird Al. Yeah, you know. We, you know, we're really big Weird Al fans, you know, we think, you know, we're two of Weird Al's biggest fans, you know, we think you're doing an excellent job. And Dan, he's like, oh, he like reacted like surprised, you know, that Weird Al fans were there. And he's like, well, that's a lot of pressure, you know, jokingly (laughs) with us. And then he started geeking out over Weird Al with us, which was pretty cool, pretty stinking majestic. (laughs) And so then I was like, wow, it really looks like you're playing the accordion up there. And he's, he was talking to us about how. Um, he has been taking lessons for a few months so he can, can get the, you know, the, it, make it convincing. 
Yeah, he he said that basically, you know, Weird Al, you know, gave him a little bit of direction, and he told him, you know, you really have to make this accordion playing look authentic because your right hand is really just playing a piano. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people, you know, they know how to play the piano, so that really needs to be pretty much perfect because you know anybody who knows how to play the piano is going to see if you're playing the wrong notes and then they're it's going to take them out of the scene said you know your left hand that's playing the buttons it doesn't have to be perfect because there's not a lot of people who know how to play the accordion but you know let's try to get that as accurate as we possibly can and you can't like i guess on camera even you can't really see the left hand as well as you do the big shiny white keys of the keyboard um and so Daniel was also saying how he's really lucky because one of his best friends plays the accordion and (laughs) he's like, yeah. And that guy, you know, he's currently not super happy with his job. So he's like taking some extra time. And he said that the, the guy even made like, um, video animations of where his hand should be for each of these songs um, yeah. <laughs> that he's playing during the, the movie. That's pretty. That's pretty stinking majestic, that's and that's so pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I mean, just the dedication that you know Daniel has put into taking you know months of accordion lessons and you know taking you know direction from Al and his friend, you know, and trying to genuinely trying to make this accordion playing looking as authentic as possible is is that's pretty cool i I think that's pretty impressive absolutely and and he said that he's pretty sure he could actually play my bologna all the way through (laughs) that's right (laughs) he did say he said said i'm good enough that i can fake my way through pretty much through all the songs that are in the movie but i think i can can i think i can actually play my bologna (laughs) at this point (laughs) so hey i think I would love to see that. I mean, Daniel, you know, when is the time's right? You know, we would love to see you, you know, I'll put out a, you put out, put on your YouTube or something, you know, on your Twitter, whatever, just play my Bologna. How cool would that be? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was like kind of getting time where, where, you know, Daniel is time to go off and someone like came over to grab him. And, but before he walked away, he's like, Hey, what were your names? And, you know, reached out his hand, shook our hands like, Hey, it's Ethan. And uh, shook out, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was like incredible. I mean, here he is. He's like, "Hey, I'm Dan," and we're like, "Yeah, uh, we know, <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are." <laughs> but he was super you know, what are kind. Your names? You know, asking us our uh, names. He thanked us for being there, and uh, it was just, it was really cool how how uh, generous Daniel was. I mean, yeah, he was again. You know, everybody in this film that so far, you know, and, and throughout the entire day was incredibly nice, overly nice to, to both Ethan and myself. And, you know, that you think about it, you know, there really was like no reason, you know, for, for Daniel to just kind of ask us what our names were. We're just extras, you know, in, in a movie, you know, he's realistically, you know, is he going to ever think about us again? Who knows, you know, <laughs> but the, the way that he, you know, he made us feel very special. Yeah. It just shows that he's genuinely a nice guy you know and i was very very impressed by that small gesture on his part just coming over asking us our names and shaking our hands i was very impressed with that there's another point during the day there's another uh, biker extra who said something to him like hey daniel remember me and he looked over and he's like oh my god yes of course and she's like it seems like we're always working together and so they, they had apparently done another film um, you know, in the past year and, and, uh, he recognized her as one of the extras too. So, 
um, just a, like genuinely recognized her. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I remember you. It was like he, he was like really excited to see her. So that was very cool. Everything about this day was so far has been incredible. I had no idea going into this that I would get to even see Daniel Radcliffe, let alone meet Daniel Radcliffe and have a meaningful conversation <laughs> with him. You know, it, it just, you know, be you meet, you know, Jonah Ray again, get to talk to him, meet Eric Appel, get to talk to Weird Al briefly. It's, it's everything about this day is like, you know, if you were trying to like, what would be the perfect day? You know, <laughs> these would all be on the list. And, you know, we're checking them off one by one. This is really a cool experience up to this point. And I know it gets better. So this is this is exciting. <laughs> So after another break, um, they bring us back in and we're going to be doing the scene again. But instead of Daniel standing on stage, now the camera is where Daniel was standing. So um, like they had a, like a little green X of tape next to the camera <laughs> and they're like, pretend that this is Al. And so that's where you're looking. Right. It was, it was funny because because so Eric was up on stage and he as he was telling us, you know, to look at the green X, there was this woman that was up there standing you know, assistant, and she comes over and she puts a giant white X on the camera where we should be looking instead. And I'm like, well, it's not green anymore. Where do we look? <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. So then we, you know, basically did the same scene again, you know, reacting to the different parts in the song and, of course, getting to enjoy that wonderful new recording again and again. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out, too, is our buddy Thomas, the, the guy who pushes us aside, when it came to the actual Al scene, they didn't want him standing behind us because he, you know, left us and got in a fight. So right. they just had him go over, sit by the bar. So he, <laughs> we, uh, we didn't see him for this scene. Um, no. But, yeah, so... After we did that, then it became time to run for the ice cream. I don't know. Did we talk about this yet? No, I don't think we talked about this yet. So what happened? what's happening in this scene is, you know, after Weird Al and his band perform, they come out and they basically they take a bow. They say something and we're supposed to listen to what they say. And then someone from the back of the bar comes in and screams that there's ice cream outside. There's an ice cream truck outside. And... We are supposed to be super excited, the most excited we've been all day. We're jumping up and down, screaming. We all turn around in mass and we just <laughs> exit the bar, screaming and yelling and slapping each other in the back and just really excited over ice cream. So we decided it would be really fun since we're right in the front. We're we're going to and not only are we in the front, but we also kind of have to wait for people to leave before right. we can start walking. So we're like, we need to like kind of have something to do. So we decide that once they announce the ice cream, Dave and I, we look at each other and we give each other a big high five. Right. <laughs> Super creative. Right. I know. <laughs> hey, you know, we had to do something to pass the time and we figured, you know, hey, you know, they didn't tell us we couldn't do a giant high five. Right. <laughs> And to be honest, Dave, if we're somewhere and there's an ice cream truck, I'm going to high five you. So that is completely realistic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody who listens to our podcast, any longtime listener of our podcast knows that we love ice cream. I mean, we constantly talk about it in our <laughs> Strings Attached bonus episodes, how we're always stopping for ice cream everywhere. So the fact that we're in a scene where we get to go get ice cream, that's how, you know, our last scene in the movie, we're running out getting ice cream. How cool, how appropriate is that for Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
I don't remember how many times we we ran out of the the bar for the ice cream once or twice. It wasn't it wasn't too many times. Um, so he brings us back. He says, "I just have a couple more audience reaction shots I want to get. Mainly, I want to get a shot of you guys reacting to the feedback as you know, you know, Weird Al first comes to stage. There's going to be some feedback on his microphone, and I just want to get an, a reaction of everybody just reacting to that. We did that twice. The first time we reacted, he's like, "Oh, you are totally overreact. You're totally over." that you know it's it's just a minor little you know reaction to the feedback we did that a second time so we're, so we're i don't know hopefully it's in the movie you get to see us react to some feedback <laughs> hopefully the whole movie is just you and me dave like <laughs> i think so i mean i think there should be a director's cut where it's just you and me <laughs> i agree all right so they they then once they were done shooting the audience from the stage it was time for them to flip the camera around. Yeah. I mean, they sent us back out and they were actually recording another scene without us. And I believe this is the scene where Weird Al and Dr. Demento are in the audience after, you know, the bar is cleared out and, you know, they're, Dr. Demento is basically introducing himself to Weird Al for the first time. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that scene. I think that was the end of having... Uh, Rain Wilson is Dr. Demento there too. So we didn't actually really get to see him too much. No, not really. I mean, we kind of, I kind of glanced over as we were, you know, kind of running out of the bar getting our ice cream, but you know, I didn't really get to see Rain as Dr. Demento more than like a, a millisecond, you yeah. know, cause yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't trying, I didn't want to be looking at him because <laughs> I'm supposed to be excited for ice cream. <laughs> So once they had the the camera all set at the back of the audience, they brought us back in, back to our spots, you know, grabbing the beer from spot 27. All, you know, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and I, I don't know at what point, um, but at some point, um, a couple pieces of popcorn landed in my beer. <laughs> so I, I said to the prop guy, like, should I take the uh, popcorn out? And he's like, nah, it's, you know, it's continuity now. So, <laughs> so I'm just standing there with popcorn in my beer for the whole I Love Rocky Road song. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, good thing you didn't take that popcorn out, man. You could have ruined the entire movie. <laughs> It would have been a weird butterfly effect thing. It would have affected Alice's That's right. career. Okay, so now a big surprise for us is we're, we're back in there and we finally get to see who plays the sleazy MC. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So <laughs> this is a scene. All right. So this is the scene where, I mean, we kind of shot part of this scene already, but now they're really doing, you know, the whole scene where we actually get to see the sleazy nightclub MC come out and uh, st- get up on stage and introduce Weird Al for the first time. And believe it or not, it is one of our favorite actors, Michael McKeon, is playing the MC. <laughs> of course, Michael McKeon. And, and- I have to assume everyone's already knew this before we even revealed this, but it was such a big thing for us because yeah. Dave and I have, I don't know how many times in the podcast talked about how much we love Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And obviously yes. he plays Chuck McGill in Better Call Saul, which is like yeah, and incredible. Uh, you know, he's, he's been in every movie. He's been in pretty much every movie and we can name every movie he's been in. Yeah. He was in Spinal Tap. Yeah. He's in all of the Christopher <laughs> Guest movies. He's incredible. He's been on the Weird Al, you know, show, you know, minor role, but he's been on there, you know, he, you, you know Michael McKeon when you see him. You know, you might not know the name, but you know the actor. And, and he's an incredible actor, incredible comedian, <laughs> very fun improviser. And it was so exciting to get to see Michael McKeon. 
Yeah, he was, and he was right in front of us. So they're like fixing his his fake mustache, yeah. and they're slicking back his hair, and he's like kind of doing his lines and like testing out what kind of voice he wants to do for it. Right. And uh, at one point, he's like doing the line, and and he's like, "How's that sound?" And so we're just like, "Sounds great." Yeah. <laughs> So of course you know you've seen what he looks like most likely if you if you're you know listening to this and you've seen the movie you know he's kind of on this like this outrageous you know nightclub suit you know like exactly what you'd expect a sleazy nightclub owner to be wearing he's got this really pencil thin mustache yeah. on which which this this is the one that we referenced earlier this is the one where we believe that is a fake mustache yeah you know, very definitely a big, fake mustache. <laughs> Um, he was so funny. So, I mean, so he was kind of practicing the scene a, a little bit. I don't know if they were filming at this point, but he was like kind of going up the stairs and he'd go over to the mic and then he was supposed to adjust the mic stand. And then while he's like delivering the line, he's supposed to duck to miss a glass bottle being thrown. At right. Him. So he's like kind of <laughs> just kind of going through the motions and all that. But every time he went up to the mic stand, he was having trouble adjusting it. So right. <laughs> there was actually one time where he... It's like it was stuck and he couldn't adjust it. So he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, chief, can you help me with this?" And so I reached <laughs> over and I like adjusted the mic stand for him. <laughs> he's such a good improviser. I mean, like any time something you know didn't quite go exactly what he wanted it to be, he would just take it and run with it. You know, at one point, you know, again, he was adjusting the microphone. He goes to lift the microphone. It goes way over his head. You know, he. he a little too much force, you know, trying to lift it up. And he's like, oh, I guess today's special guest will be The Rock. You know, <laughs> it was hysterical. He had us laughing the entire time. <laughs> and just being in his presence was just so, right, yeah. so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So they finally uh, start to film the scene. He goes up. He introduces Al. You know, the, the mic stands then all messed up. So uh, Al Daniel has to, you know, adjust the mic stand and move it. Um, right. You know. And that's, of course, where Daniel delivers his line that is in the original, you know, 2010 Funny or Die trailer. I hope you guys are ready for this. But he yeah. performs it different. You know, he's he's got his own take on Al, um, which was really cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I guess, I don't know, we mentioned this before. We I don't think we did. But every time that... Daniel is performing I Love Rocky Road up on stage. Not only is he doing the fingering, you know, f- you know, to get the the piano piece right and playing the buttons and moving the accordion in and out, he's also singing along. Now they're going to, of course, you know, overdub it with, you know, Weird Al's vocals when I assume they're going to do that when they put out the final film. Yeah. But he's singing along like to the lyrics to I Love Rocky Road up there so it was pretty cool to not only get to hear you know the new weird owl version of i love rocky road but to get to hear daniel radcliffe performing that song over top of weird owls version and so the the microphone he's singing into isn't on because everyone's supposed to be hearing the weird owl version but we're right there so we get to hear daniel singing the song and we see him playing it was really cool absolutely yeah it was pretty cool to be that close and this was also the first time, you know, that we got to see Weird Al's band in, you know, come up on stage. They hadn't been up on stage before. Yeah. So, you know, as I think we kind of talked about this a little bit, but as he's playing, the idea is that the the band or not the band, they're still his roommates at that point, kind of see him struggling. So Bermuda runs up and, and grabs the uh, the empty drum set from when Jonah was there and just starts playing on the song and you know he magically knows the lyrics <laughs> that's right yeah they're playing they're playing skunk bars instruments at this point yeah he magically knows the music and yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> so it's pretty, yeah, you know, Daniel or Weird Al's up there and he's, you know, in character. He's, you know, looking, he's first, he's nervous and then he starts seeing, oh, I'm getting some help from, you know, Bermuda. This is nice. And then he, Jim and Steve run up on stage and he starts being like, okay, and now I'm really getting into it. So it was nice to kind of get to watch, you know, Daniel as Weird Al kind of react to getting help from his friends. Yeah. And so, um, and I mean, the guys, they all looked like they were really playing instruments. I mean, I, I don't know if the actors already knew guitar and bass and, and drums or not, but it looked convincing to me that they were really playing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're not the focus of that scene, but I, you know, they clearly, you know, look like they were no knew what they were doing up there. Absolutely, yeah. I think we disagreed on this a little bit, but I, I was actually pretty happy with how close they looked to the guys. I mean, I wasn't expecting identical, but um, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely pleased to see because in the trailer, if you remember the weird trailer, you know. The band that was backing Weird Al in that trailer really looked nothing at all like his his real right. band. Yeah, they're they, pretty nondescript. They, yeah, yeah, they're they're just you know, just generic you know, background people. They weren't really, they didn't need to be fleshed out as being Bermuda Jim and Steve. They were just a background band that happened to be on stage while Weird Al was playing in this movie. It sounds like they have a bigger role, and I. Al's probably a little bit more involved in writing this. They ended up, you know, actually casting people who sort of look like Bermuda, Jim, and Steve. Like you said, you thought they looked pretty convincing. I thought they looked convincing. I thought they were very passable. I felt like they could have maybe looked a little bit more like the band, but it was really a nice nod to have them actually, you know, be the real band up there. This At time. least, like, their hairstyles and their clothing choices were accurate. I mean, it's... it's yeah. I think if you looked at them and you looked at Daniel and character, like you would have no doubt being like, oh, that's obviously Jim. That's obviously uh, Steve. I, that's obviously Bermuda. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, there, it was Bermuda, Jim and Steve up there along with Weird Al. But, you know, I, I again, you know, this is this is what I saw at the time. I mean, I may have changed my mind once I saw the movie. They may really and, you know, look like the band. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see it. Um, so they're they're doing a couple takes of this, and it was maybe after one or two takes, Al actually came through the audience, and he went over to Daniel to give him a couple notes. Just I guess, yeah. I mean, we we were way in the front, so we couldn't really see what was going on behind us. But I have to assume that Al and Eric and a couple other people are are watching the monitors and they're seeing what the, yeah. the camera's shooting. So um, he came over and, and he said something to. Daniel about the inflection of of saying baby in the song. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't totally hear exactly you know everything they said in their conversation because there was a lot of noise going on. We weren't you know directly next to them or anything like that. But yeah, he basically said something about you know and you can say the word baby, um, and Daniel was like, oh yeah, yeah, I can say it like that, you know. And then there was a, maybe a one or two other little pointers he said, and I've heard some. Some I'll say something along the lines of, you know, what you did wasn't horrible by any means, you know, but let's try to fix it if yeah. we can, you know. I think it's so. so cool for Daniel to be able to portray someone like Weird Al, someone so iconic like Al, and actually have Al there to be like, well, this yeah. is what I would do. You know, like, that's, <laughs> like I, I feel like most How people cool that? don't yeah. get that opportunity. So, you know, as great as Daniel is, he, he can be just that much more accurate because Al's there and Al of anyone in the world knows what to look for, you know? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so that and was And it was pretty awesome. cool because, and Daniel, you know, he, he was really genuinely, you know, wanting to take this direction from Weird Al and really wanting to do, you know, the best Weird Al that he possibly could. He genuinely was, you know, listening to everything that Weird Al was telling him and, you know, and then corrected it, you know, or adjusted it on, you know, the next take. Now, I don't know where it was, but in, in between some of these takes and before we went out for another break, um, Daniel actually approached us. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. You know, we had our great interaction with Daniel earlier in the day. And honestly, you know, beyond anything I ever expected, you know, any kind of interaction with Daniel. But this time, you know, he came over to us and I, I'm not, I don't know, he either figured out on his own that we were not full-time actors or full-time extras or someone clued him in because, you know, he came over to us and he asked us, hey, is this the first time you've done something like this? And we were like, yeah. And then, you know, he asked us what we, how we liked it. And we, of course, said, oh, it was a great experience. <laughs> yeah. He said, you know, sometimes like some of his friends who aren't actors or, or other people will be an extra and they can find it boring. But he's like, for me personally, I just, I love everything that goes on. I love the downtime. I yeah. love just getting to watch it. And we agreed because it really, we just loved getting to soak everything in. And, and even if something wasn't necessarily happening, it was just cool to, to see the people doing their jobs and, and working and, setting up the cameras and it was right. just, yeah. yeah, there was, it was all just very cool for us to see. So we, we're on Daniel's team of like, everything is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let us do everything. Let us see everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was also pretty cool because I mean, we had such a, you know, it was a great experience, you know, in general, but we also have such a connection to the subject of this movie that, you know, we know a little bit more than maybe some of the other extras do about, you know, Weird Al's story and, and the, what this movie is going to be about. So to get to see all that, you know, and take all that <laughs> in as well, you know, and be like, ah, this is going to be so cool. Everyone's going to love this when they finally get to see it is, yeah, I mean, we were soaking in as much as we could. We were, I mean, I, I probably had a big huge grin on my face which i hope <laughs> so hopefully they wanted a happy tough biker because that's what i was <laughs> i do remember um actually at the beginning of shooting the uh the the rocky road scene i did mention to eric i was like hey i had another idea for an easter egg in the i love rocky road music video Right in the front row, there's very clearly like a kid who has the fist bump out of tune, right, <laughs> out of time. <laughs> and Eric was like, you know, I think with a group this size, we're definitely gonna have a few people, uh, <laughs> you know, out of time. So, right. He's like, yeah, it's a great idea. We should do that. And then he's like, you know what? We probably already gonna yeah. get that. <laughs> and it was it was kind of funny, and um, because before we were actually shooting with the band on stage, um. Like when the band was on stage, Jim and Steve were the ones who start the fist bump. But before they're on stage, it was kind of Dave and I who had to start it because we didn't have yeah. any indication. So we had to like listen for the second one. And we didn't have the luxury of being further back. So we kind of right. had to like be the rhythm of like when it went. And I was definitely self-conscious that I was screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like I noticed yeah, the no. guy next to me was doing it like slightly different, but you and I mm. were doing it together. So I was like, I think, oh, yeah, I well. think he's the problem. I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be fine. I hope we'll be fine. <laughs> and so but I agree. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because we're like, we probably know 
the song better than anybody else in this room, besides maybe Weird Al himself, you know. <laughs> and Eric. But, and Eric. But, but, you know, so, you know, we're, you know, without these people knowing about it, we're probably the people who are, are showing them when we should be getting excited and when we should be starting these fist pumps. <laughs> well, that's all for Chapter 5 of our We're the Al Yankovic Story Story Series. Stay tuned for, yes, more chapters on future episodes. And of course, as you're listening to the series, if you have any questions, please leave us a message on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, and we'll do our best to answer them on a future episode. Ah, that noise means we have a call on our 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. All right, intern Frank, let's hear that glorious message. Hey, Dave and Ethan, it's your old pal Chris, the cartoon-loving geek from Canada. And, uh, look, I'm sorry, I hate being the bearer of bad news, but it looks like I can't come to your annual 2,000-inch Easter jamboree this year. I know what you're thinking. Why not? Well, I was invited by the staff at the Albuquerque Holiday Inn to go to their Easter party instead this year. And, well, I said yes. I know, I know. What? Dude, come on! Now, now, come on. Those guys were kind enough to help me out last year when I was almost attacked by that slime creature from outer space. And besides, how can I say no to the Albuquerque Holiday Inn? Their chocolate pillow mints are to die for, am I right? And how can you not love their 24-hour-a-day all-you-can-eat buffet? With the watermelon slices covered in peanut butter and used motor oil? Those are awesome! Well, anyways, that being said, I don't want you guys to think that I've forgotten you. Especially at Easter. Because I haven't, and I never will. So, once again, I grab my drawing pad, some drawing pencils, a bucket of tuna-flavored pudding, and a gallon of strawberry quick, and went right to work creating another batch of humorous pictures just in time for Easter for you guys to share with your party guests. In fact, that one Fat Man cartoon where he fights the Eggman was just the right amount of inspiration I needed. In fact, I think you should find these images to be quite egg-cellent. <laughs> egg-cellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, that episode had bad puns. I'm sorry. <clears throat> well, nevertheless, I sure hope you guys like them. And until the next time we chat... Have a safe, healthy, and happy Easter. And here's hoping the Easter Bunny brings you guys that Transformers action figure that turns into an accordion. Well, see you later, guys. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, One more thing, one more thing. Uh, Frank, if you're listening, I just talked to the Easter Bunny, and he told me to tell you, knock it off with the annoying phone calls. You can't have his left foot for a good luck charm, and that's final. However, he is willing to give you a lucky horseshoe if you want. All you have to do is come down to his place, head over to his private stables, and stand behind his prized bucking bronco. Your choice, dude. Just letting you know. Okay, that's it for me. Ciao, guys. What, dude? Come on! You're going to miss the annual 2,000-inch Easter Jamboree again? Well, as always, Chris, our cartoon-loving geek from Canada, thank you for the amazing phone call, and thank you for the incredible artwork. we got to talk about this artwork, Dave, so the resemblance is uncanny. We are drawn as Easter eggs in Easter baskets holding some Weird Al accoutrements. Oh, yeah, and Chris outdid himself again this time. Ethan, you are holding a jar of sauerkraut, and it looks like you are addicted to spuds. 
and myself, I'm holding a twine ball and some talking soup. And of course, Chris also sent along some additional artwork that depicts different eggs dressed as Weird Al related characters. So we'll post all of these over at group.2000inch.com and see if you can figure out all the different costumes. Well, thanks once again for the amazing phone call, Chris. And from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, happy Canadian Easter. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in the case of the Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, Beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hunger with out of this world, plant based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquare.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Out podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is supported by everyone else in our Patreon family with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Kenneth, Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, Mike, Matthew, and our newest close personal friend level Patreon supporter, Ron. And also thank you to Aaron and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our fantastically funky and fresh Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every bonus episode, and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a good time to join if you have not joined already because you will be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes the very instant that they drop. And also do not forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. While you are there, be sure to pick up your very own Tile to Perfection fanny pack. I mean, who would not want myself and Ethan's face on their butt? We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rum to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, click on Read Dixley Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes and follow along with our adventures on tour and click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes and follow along with our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, it greatly improves your axe-throwing abilities, resulting in a bullseye each and every time guaranteed or your money back. Plus, we really love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent pending 27 hour a day podcast hotline 347 spatula as seen in the illustrated al that number is 347-772-8852 give it a call and you might even hear your message in a future episode thank you once again to us for recording these weirdly al yankovic 
Comic Story chapters last year. Thanks to Chad Kelson, a.k.a. Metal L, Ben Lemirand, Johnny O'Hearn, Dan Pasternak, Samantha Evans, Chris the cartoon-loving geek from Canada, the cashier at Cones on Kihei Ice Cream in Maui, UH Jeff Nucera, and Rain Wilson. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast, and until next time, remember to gill and chill, and stay demented. All right, Ethan, are you actually familiar with who Crispin Glover is? Dave, of course I am. He played George McFly in Back to the Future. Okay, okay, I thought that might be before your time. Ah, I see what you did there. Well, anyway, why do you ask? Well, I wanted to know, do you think I look like Crispin Glover? Well, he does have some pretty neat Weird Al tattoos. All right, come on, Ethan, I'm being serious here. Oops, sorry, Crispin, I I mean, Dave. Well, I mean, all jokes aside, on more than one occasion, I've been told that I look like Crispin Glover, and I totally just do not see it. Well, to be fair, he hasn't really done all that much lately, and you're in an award-winning movie, so maybe at this point, he looks like you. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 191 Inch. Now that's what I call a podcast. To be honest, Dave, if we're somewhere and there's an ice cream truck, I'm going to high five you. So that is completely realistic.